Howdy folks, this is Scott Parker, and you're listening to episode 91 of Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast for November 2022. We're getting closer to the end of the year, and we're going to take you back in time to the spring with a show that we've been waiting to bring to you for a little while here. It's our interview with none other than the great Harry Loco, and if you are plugged in to the Woodstock scene on social media at all, you will know who Harry is. Harry's a great singer-songwriter from the Netherlands, a man who embodies the spirit of Woodstock more than most people that I know. And even though he did not attend Woodstock being too young and all, he really does embody that spirit in a way that few do, and he really honors that spirit. So he's got Lots of really incredible things to talk about. I think you're going to really love this one. And we're going to hear several of Harry's songs during the show. So hope you enjoy it. Here is our interview with Harry Loco talking Woodstock, the global perspective, right here on Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast. You're from the Netherlands, right? Yeah, yeah. And you are the only person from the Netherlands ever to play Woodstock. Yeah, right. But you did not play the original Woodstock, did you? No, I was too young. I figured that. Yeah. <laughs> so what So what led to your obsession with Woodstock? Well, that's a long story, but... Um, we uh, have I, time. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I start in the beginning. Um, I, I was making uh, music with a friend in, in dialect and in Dutch. And uh, my friend split. So, and I, I learned to do a performance that year, so that's about seven years uh, that we played together. And then um, I was following my heart. I said, okay, I, I like this Bob Dylan songs, you know? So I started right. to do Bob Dylan songs and I had the uh, uh, possibility to go to London, UK, um, to do a street performance. Uh, that was the plan. And uh, I have a nephew and he has an apartment in London. And he said, oh, you can come over and you can use the apartments. So I went over for a week and then a magic trip again. Um, I went into London. Uh, I was a bit tired of the trip, you know. I wasn't, it was one of the, I think, second time in my life that was flying, you know, and a little bit tired. And he said, oh, I, I got to show you around the, um, the, the neighborhood. And he should, uh, by the way, he should um, uh, arrange some gigs for me, but he did. But anyhow, um, and, and something in me said, do it and this little sign inside you should listen to that all the time uh, uh, if you feel something and it says yeah do it do it you know no matter what and so yeah. i did it and so we went around this um, this area and there was this club and he said oh almost forgot this is troubadour's world famous and guess what we went inside then i heard bob dylan had his first first performance in the uk in the troubadour in london I was there, and um, there was a band playing, and I went uh, in the break, I went to this band, I said, listen, my guitar is 10 minutes away, can I do maybe a song, a Bob Dylan song, because it's so uh, beautiful to be here, and, and I can feel this, there's something special here. I said, all right, listen, we have just this meeting, because uh, we ran out of songs, and we don't know how to end this concert, and picture that. So... They said, oh, you can do three, four songs at the end of our concert, which is crazy, you know, because I should never allow somebody to end my shows. But anyhow. Well, absolutely not. I mean, you're, you're giving away control of your set. Exactly. Plus, 
plus the ending, you know, is, you know. <laughs> and it was packed, you know, it was full. And, and um, uh, but I think some miracle or maybe some angels were guarding me or guiding me. I don't know what. Anyhow, uh, I took my guitar and um, uh, we did play and we ended with the, the knocking on heaven's door because everybody can play that together, you know. And then right. at the end, uh, there was a guy coming to me. Uh, there was a sound guy and he said, man, that was marvelous. And I, I have no idea what I did, you know, but he said, you go there, you go there. So I had this first week in, um, in London and it was all magical. All things came to me because I was open for new occasions, you know, and right. uh, this went on and on. And one thing I need to, uh, to note is uh, I met a guy, Brian Hall, Brian of Winsminster. He was uh, starting his protest on Parliament Square in London near the Big Ben. He became a good friend of mine, and I guided him for like 10 years. And in the end, I did uh, concerts there on the on the green uh, in front okay. of, the, uh, of uh, the Big Ben, you know, a, a protest uh, things, you know. And, well, that was all a part of it. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, something in the press or internet, whatever, I got a phone call from a guy, Michael Bowen, Michael Bowen was the guy with Alan Cohen. He did a first human being in San Francisco, 67. Right. Yeah. Summer of love. Now, now we're getting on the track. So I went to him. I got educated for a week and I'm still walking the road that he was drawing for me. He passed away a year later. And um, uh, meanwhile, I got connected to Melanie, Melanie Safka. And yeah, I right. did a performance with her. And I did uh, some more shows. Yep. So then I got a call from Gerald from, from uh, the Yaskas farm. And she was asking me to come over and to play. So then the full story, because, you know, everybody has something with Woodstock, you know, said it's about the music and about it and about that. But now I really got involved and with the background and all the stories that I got from Michael Bowen. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there was more. There is. It's, you were talking about the spirit of Woodstock. Woodstock was a, a one-time event, yeah, and it happened, and it was magical, and it was um, once in a lifetime, yeah, but the spirit is still alive. It's all about the spirit of Woodstock. Well, and we know the spirit is still alive. That's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Harry. Scott. Hey, hey Scott. Hey. How's your uh, eyes, Bryce, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How the hell are you, brother? What's I'm going good, on? Man. I'm it's good. Been a while. Yeah. What's yeah. so? What's happening over there? Oh well, nothing. Not so much. I did some uh, small concerts, and uh, I got a small uh, eye surgery. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. The retina uh, got loosened, and uh, they fixed it oh, with detached. lasers and so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's very funny because it's like a trip, you know. They they put yeah. uh, things in your eye. Yeah. And they are working on your eye for one hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. And then you see all kind of colors. And I said, to, because you're, <laughs> yeah. I say, like, yeah. I said to the doctor, this is LSD, man. This is LSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was, I did some acid once and I saw all kinds of colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyhow, Harry and I are vets where it comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I never used, you know, I never used it. But anyhow, um, Really? Yeah. Never? Never. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I did a few <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've heard all the stories and uh, I'm an empath, you know, so I know exactly. 
Oh yeah, no, they the stories are true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, you know, that's the funny thing because I'm coming from a, a country uh, which is very um, li- liberal to uh, uh, marijuana. You know? Yeah, sure, of course. It's almost invented in the Netherlands, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, but I can't smoke because I can't smoke cigarettes and I cannot smoke a joint. But I, I do my cigars, but um, I use uh, for health mm-hmm. care. Not necessarily. I'm very healthy, but because of I yeah. use the pure the pure tea I see as as maintenance. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. great. And I know because I never knew that, but Michael Bowen told me about the profits of the stuff of the marijuana and the things. Mm-hmm. And I was first, hey, listen, I'm not into drugs, you know. But then I found out what it was. It's yeah. a magical plant, and it can do so much, you know. It can save the world. Yeah. Oh wow! But, yes, again, actually, yeah. yes. And, and now, because uh, uh, Woodstock is a part, you know, it's, I see it like uh, we were first in this BN, 67, mm-hmm. I wasn't there, but anyhow, then uh, Summer of Love came. They said it was an accident. It, was, it should not happen, but it, it was like um, a training before, you know, because it wasn't the age of Aquarius, which is here since 2012. Absolutely. And now we can do it. And now... Uh, you see all the turmoil, everything what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. which is not a surprise because this is the um, puberty of the age of Aquarius. Aquarius young, we have young Aquarius. So Aquarius tries to find out what's going on. Yeah. And he's doing stupid things like we did when we were young and maybe still do, but anyhow. Um, so uh, this is the golden <laughs> age. This uh, Now or over 10 years or maybe 50, I don't know, it will happen, and we grow, and we grow, and you see everywhere you see the signs that we are growing. Maybe it's a small group, and it's all about leaving the ego out. Yes, that's the most important thing. Um, I see all the all around. I, of course, if you are an artist, yeah, you want to be. Hey, I'm so fantastic. See me playing. You know, I never had that so so much. But anyhow, it's it's a part of being an artist. But now it's different. When I start playing. I go first into myself, and, and because I'm very, uh, I do a lot of gigs, so go quick. And it's yeah. not working all the time, but I go into myself, then I can go out like a big, whatever, what, flower of life? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I mix with the audience. So uh, the artist and the audience become one. Yes. And, and I, I want to do, yeah, I want to do this um, in a theaters. So I'm preparing for a theater tour later on, maybe over really? a year or two years. And meanwhile, I do a lot of, well, what I say, regular uh, gigs, but I always play with love. I send out the love. I'm getting love from people. And the people, they, they do recognize that. And I do not sing like love songs. I love you and I love, you know. No, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's bring the boys back home. Yeah, yeah. And it's love it. Nearly born, you're already dead. All the garbage they put in your head. That mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. That's right. And, and the thing is... Um, in the end, of, in, the, in the beginning, I thought a little bit like waking up people. That's very ugly. You should not wake people up. You show just what you have. Mm-hmm. And, and then they come to you or they don't come to you. But that's okay. It, it's not, not, not something that you have to do because you should not push people into things. Uh, and, and, and that's a part of, of, of uh, uh, evolution. Yeah, we, we're on the, on the right track. Although maybe it, it doesn't look like we're on the right track with the war. It's uh, 2,000 kilometers, it's uh, 1,500 miles, something less than 1,500. There's the war going on here, you know? 
Yeah, That's, of course. I never thought that. that the, and and the, the stupid thing is now, because um, as we speak, uh, it was yesterday, the, the Bring the Boys Back Home, it was from the album Brian of Westminster, you yeah. know, the, the peace protester. It came out uh, new uh, yesterday. So I'm, I'm curious what will happen because I think people now understand songs that I, I had written 15 years ago. Yeah. So what about think, Star yeah. Child? <laughs> the word, exactly. We're Star Child. Yeah. The world is catching up to you, Harry. of today We can use some light anyway Building castles in the sand Free your mind Fly high Endless sky There is no limit in what you can bring The wind is blowing hard into my face today Rain is pouring, getting wet Waiting for a new way In the darkness of today We need your light anyway Golden dreams for a better day Here to stay Woodstock Melanie Candles in the rain Empty words if there's no heart that speaks 
too much words to explain I can hear you It's funny because I've seen, well, obviously the first time I saw you play over it, it was over Gerald's and you seem to get like huge on the stage. Like there's something about your presence on stage that just opens up. And it's really, you know, it was really interesting for me to watch that because you're just so completely dedicated to the art of your performance that, that, um, you know, you, everybody who was watching, like, got it like that oh thank you <laughs> a little bit like <laughs> true thank you very much but well I, I tell you something maybe uh i did once an experience i play a lot i did play a lot in finland which yeah. is a classic country and um uh, a friend of mine has a big hall uh factory hall two two of oh, two yeah? big factory halls one he's living mm-hmm. and the other one he's putting art in that okay. time he had an exhibition with art like covens uh you know with with all kind of clocks and things sure in. Yeah. And I came in and I, I said, oh, that's so beautiful. And I clapped my hands and I said, hey, this sounds good. I'm taking my guitar. I took my guitar. Then I did. Oh, I said, wow. And my, my friend, his name is Tompe. Tompe. Yeah. I said, Tompe, what I'm going to do now, because there's no show tonight, I'm going to do a concert here. And I call it a concert for one. Yeah. Then, like it. Yeah. A concert for one. It's a double. And. Uh, he made like 2,000, 3,000 pictures. I never saw any picture after the gig, but what it was in the gig, but it's a concert. So I did this concert. I I I was melting into the hole, and I was one with the universe, with the universe. And and it was uh, after that experience, you know, and that was before I I played at the Aspers. So uh, maybe so- that's an explanation. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. You know, there there's, you know, and this is, you know, I didn't have any I didn't take any drugs that day. So there was <laughs> you know, it was that, it was that all you day is the important that day. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of funny. The last time, actually, just anecdotally, because Harry will find this funny. I was in um, in the woods uh, at Yasgers, I think uh, 2019, the 50th. Yeah. And um, some guy came up to us and he was talking to us and he hands me a wineskin. He's like, would you like some Moscato? Uh-huh. And I said, sure. 
and I just took a swig of this stupid wineskin and everybody in the camp looked at me like I was out of my fucking mind, you know? And I was like, that's Moscato. And he's like, no, it's Mescato, Mescaline. I was like, oh, wow, oh really? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so I was having, you know, like they had to gently lead me down to the stage to let me watch the pretty lights for the rest of the night. <laughs> how long, how oh long does that how long does that last? Yeah, six, eight hours. For one <laughs> one little sip like that? Yeah, well, this yeah. was probably more like three, four, but you uh, know. It was like I was having a psychic conversation with the little man in the Coleman lamp. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> he's have, always there. He's those, always there. Yeah, I, I did tell you conversation. that. I have those conversations often, and I've never done any alcohol. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I, I can um, I can tell uh, like here in, in the forest, uh, I'm, I'm living close. Well, it's not really forest, but I'm, I'm living close to nature. Yeah, and yeah. I, I can talk with trees, you know, and well, you oh, know, sure. it's it's yeah, it's common. And um, uh, when you hug a tree, you can feel um, the the streams inside. You know, it's it's all about energy. Yeah. And um, when when people are uh, desperate, and, and and I sometimes I have people, you know, and they they're oh, they have so much problems. I say, come on, we do a little walk, you know, and then we go and walk here just nearby, and I said. Listen, there's this tree, this old oak. Touch it with your hands. Yes. Yeah. Ah, touch a tree. Okay, do it. And then touch. And then the people, they get really uh, easy, you know, easy. And then and then in the end, it's going, hug the tree, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing what you see then. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. totally. I mean, that's one of the things that's cool about Yazgers is the fact that that's what you have there, you know? Yeah. You're really communing with nature i do think it does bring something different out of most people's performances you know i think so i it, you it know the feels yeah oh no go ahead yeah it does well yeah, it does it's, it, it's energetic and it's the same uh first time i was ever on uh battle woods i was with patricia yeah. maybe you know the, the blonde lady is uh, sure. always, uh, with me and um we went down there and uh, we just walked around there and she said, um, uh, do you want to go down? I said, no, I can feel it from here, you know, from, mm -hmm. from the, uh, and it was amazing, man. It was like silver, a stream. Uh, wow. It was great. Yeah. And it's pure energy. And the same, it's also on, on Yaska's farm. You can feel this very small vibration. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, also into the forest when you walk, and especially when the people, you know, they they they, uh, they do lamps and they do for everything. So in the night, it's one freak show out there in the forest, <laughs> yeah. which is so awesome. Let me yeah. let me interject for a moment. Yeah, for okay. those of our, for our listeners who don't know, we're talking about the Yasgers farm property where Max Yasger actually lived, not right. necessarily the Woodstock site. That's now owned by Gerald Abramson, who was our first guest. And she hosts a festival on the pro on the property, which is, takes place in the woods. Yep. And people camp there and they have bands there. And she's been doing it every her and her former, her now deceased husband, Roy, 
have been doing it for a number of years on their property and they still do it. And now they have other uh, activities there as well, but they set up a stage in the woods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Just wanted uh, to set the picture for people who uh, yeah. don't know. Well, I always explain like there are three um, uh, places when you go there and, and I should uh, encourage everybody to go there uh, at, at the reunion weekend. Uh, you can go to Battlewoods, which is the, well, so say commercial site, but it's the original uh, site of Woodstock. You yep. got the watering hole, you got Hector's Inn, very nice people also, and you got Gaskers Farm. And um, what happens there is it's it's one big family. Uh, it's not like being in, when you're there, it's the family, you know, and everybody behaves. And when when the, uh, there's people in need, you know, what we, we had a, a little problem with a tent and talk. People, they, they bring tents and they bring whatever, what, what is necessary, you know? Yeah. It's family. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I mean, one of the things that I've found as I've become part of the Woodstock community, it's definitely a family, a family vibe, and have definitely been welcomed by a lot of people. It, it, it's interesting. As yeah. I've told on this podcast... Now, I started into this because I collect autographs. And a number of years ago, I bought a uh, second printing of the Woodstock Festival poster, probably almost 25 years ago now. And this was done for the 25th anniversary. And then I went up to Bethel Woods and went to the site for the first time and said, oh, let me try to get as many people to sign this as possible. And then I started investigating who was there. You know, I knew which bands were there, but because that's history, but who was in the bands at that time. And then I started crawling down this Woodstock rabbit hole to the point where I'm co-hosting a podcast about Woodstock. Yep. <laughs> and over 80 but, episodes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing is, um, uh, what I felt, and uh, I never felt that before, that I, I discovered that at Gaskers Farm, there's this whole family thing, you know. And um, the thing is, if we can expand this family thing to all corners of the world, that we are talking about spirit of Woodstock, you know. Sure. And talking about the evolution of man. Yeah, they were all brothers and sisters. A yep. brother and sister from another mother, you know. It doesn't matter. We're all one. And the thing is, in this world of greed, you know, it's all about big companies and who owns the money and things, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it, it's about to collapse. So it's coming. And I don't know what will happen, you know. Uh, but um, I'm still a positive man and I see positive things. And yeah, we will, we will get there. We have and, to. And, 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 yeah. And, and everywhere you come, you create a little family. Yep. I was on a vegan market. Uh, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, yeah, yeah, and um, uh, so um, there were some other artists playing there, and it was a, a, a large square, you know, a small stage, large square, and everybody could eat something, uh, vegetables, uh, uh, cheeses, and things, you know. But uh, officially, it was vegan, but there was also vegetarian stuff. Um, there was a lady was, and she came from Amsterdam, and she was first was I need to stand. She was playing on my gear. And uh, she needs power and blah, blah, blah. And I saw this and I, I was uh, listened to her and her, she had an incredible voice. 
and I have a you know I have a when other people play about my uh, over my gear I have a, a, a so-called a microphone that can be used by everybody you know that yeah whoever right. spits in it and I have a special one a very expensive uh, which I normally use for my own performances but this girl this voice was so beautiful so I said to her listen I'm going to set up the other mic for you hmm. and please um, you don't know how to focus on this uh, audience because they are walking around. Some are sitting, like a handful of people will listen to you and you will get attraction of those people. Most sure. of them, they will walk around. But to catch these people, yeah, you have to go inside, outside. You know, I explained yes. a little bit how I did it. And um, so I said, you better can sit. I have a high seat. You sit, relax, and focus completely on the sound. And then you'll see what happened. So the second set that he was playing, all people, they, they stopped by and was looking. They said, is that incredible? Was uh, Amy Winehouse something? Yeah. yeah almost. Yeah. Almost. And with yeah. the other microphone and also the way which she was performing, yeah, it was like mm -hmm. average unless I recognized this beautiful voice. So I helped a little bit and she was very happy with that. But that's a, a family thing. It's yeah. not a competition. Yeah. Uh, and, and that sometimes you see that with bands, that one band is better than the other. Now it's, it's another band, you know, they play different stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah that, that's also when, when I, uh, they will ask, you will ask me, uh, uh, when, when do we want to play or no? You know, yes, or, yes. The whole thing, yeah. Um, sometimes I feel the urge to say, okay, let me open the show because uh, mm. I can set up the energy. Uh, uh, when I was playing at the Yasmin, it was Sunday morning. Yeah, that was so beautiful because I started with nothing, and then all the people came out of the tents, you know, and they all. It was like um, it was like in a dream. Maybe my my concert there it was completely in a dream. Then this one guy, Kimiko, maybe you yeah. remember. Yeah, yep, sure do. He's a great uh, producer. I don't know if you know that, but he was uh, a good friend of Michael Jackson. Yes. And and he did did uh, uh, the the lines the the lines of the songs for uh, um, uh, Marie Carey. Oh yeah, was, okay. Marie Carey. This yeah. guy is really a hot shot, and he's just uh, uh, you know super relaxed and not not like uh, see me coming here and so. And he got inspired. I did this song. I remember that well. It was Help Is on the Way. And yeah. Help Is on the Way is the song. Uh, well, it doesn't matter how deep you are, you know. There is help. Somewhere is help coming for you. And he got inspired and he did a rap in that song. Oh, yeah. Four okay. little children, party, buddy, buddy, buddy. I don't know because it's not recorded. Maybe we should, the next time we should record that. But that was really magical. And the funny thing was, he was so into this. And after that, I did a couple of songs more. But he went off stage. Guess what? He went away straight away. After his song, yeah. With me, he went away because sometimes it's the energy and everything is so full, yeah, that, mm -hmm. that you don't know you don't know where to go. You just go. And that was right. so I think it's magical, you know? It's pure magic. Well, there's a lot of it's, power in music. Sure. That's yeah. the thing, you know, like one of the things that I love about you, Harry, is that you you really know how to harness that energy, you know. And yeah. you know, you you know what to do with it. There's a lot of people who play that just don't, you know, that, that don't really know how to focus that energy. And I guess you do have to harness it in order to get people in a festival setting 
to listen yeah. to you because otherwise it's just one band after the other, one act after the other, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing is also we had uh, the 5th of May, we have the Freedom Festivals in the Netherlands, uh, the liberation from the war, yeah, 45. In mm -hmm. uh, um, it's so commercial. It's so commercial. I did uh, with, um, with, with children, um, I said this, uh, children from, from Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, um, homeless people, refugees. I did uh, this one song, Hello World. In, um, uh, I did it with those, those young people. And uh, it's, it's very hard to do because it takes you, take you months to get those people uh, educated. And, and all the time there's different uh, young people because they go and they went, you know. Mm -hmm. But finally we had something together and we had a large stage there on the festival in Assen. I think it's like five, six years ago. And the mayor of town was there and there were a lot of people. And okay, it was, a, I had a professional band with me. Yeah. yeah. So the, the bar, bar bone was very professional, but those youngsters, they, they never stood on a stage, you know. But yeah, I sure. learned them a little bit to sing, not too false, you know, and it was all about the energy. So for uh, somebody who just came in there, it was a complete surprise. And this the mayor, he came after me and said, wow, that was fantastic. You know what? He saw what I did with the children. Yeah. It's not about playing perfect or so, but just do it with them. And, you know, we have a very reliable uh, band on stage. So it's, it fits, you know, it's okay. And uh, then afterwards, um, this uh, manager from this festival, he said to me, uh, okay, well, I saw you did the performance, but uh, you should not uh, uh, do a statement. I said, what? Not do a statement? This is Freedom Festival. Mm -hmm. You need statements on a Freedom Festival, man. That's not the those point, commercial. yeah. Sure. Yeah, all those commercials. It's okay. People want to dance, want to enjoy, you know. It's, it's like... Yeah, just um, uh, enjoy, uh, not too deep. It's okay. But but then I think when you have a festival like that, you have to go deep just for a second, for a moment maybe. Touch the people, yeah, that they yep. take it home. That's that's how you do it. You know, that the, the first time that we played at Yasgers was 2013. And we had Gilles Malkin, who was who played with Tim Harden at Woodstock, and he was Ooh. our special guest. So I got to play with one of the Woodstock alumni. And there was a real magic to that, even though we were playing in the middle of the Sunday, you know, because I thought, well, by that time, everybody's going to be leaving. But uh, we were playing and the helicopter came over the site as we were playing Freedom by Richie Havens, the helicopter with Richie Havens ashes came up over the Yasker no site. Yeah, because they were they were going to drop his ashes onto the field at, at Bethel Woods. So wow. that was like a real like that that was chills down your spine time, you know? <sighs> that was so cool, you know? And that was the first time that I experienced what you might call magic at that place, you know? Exactly. And it is full of the magic. I I uh uh, tw uh in, in 2014 you know when mm -hmm. i was playing there uh there, there was the the father bus was there you know the, the oh yeah the bus. further bus yeah, yeah sure and um so uh i, I it was i think uh, it must be on the thursday because there was a hippie thanksgiving i didn't know nothing yes. about that you know but I, I i just say hey the people say hey come let's go on the bus and i was in the mood like i am here you know, I don't care. Just go. And a little uh, a voice inside say, go, go, go. So I went on the bus 
then we went for a drive and maybe I, th I thought that some, some, somebody was telling me, so maybe we go to New York City. I said, yeah, why not? You know, I will be back in sure. time. I, I yeah. had to play on Sunday morning. So, and, um, so we went just uh, a, a couple of miles down the road, which was, it was crazy. It was one guy <laughs> playing on a plastic guitar. And so there is some, some movies of that. And uh, yeah. then we came uh, to Hector's Inn and he took the turn. And then I was in the orange, you know, I had the orange uh, with the World Peace is Possible shirt. Yep. I was standing on the bus. I was so excited to see this. I said, wow, what a surprise, you know. I never, I didn't know, know nothing, you know. And then you see, ah, oh, man. And then in the middle of the crowd, in the middle of the crowd, surrounded by a golden light, that was Michael Bowen, uh, Michael uh, Blank. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was there that year. Yeah. Nobody, nobody spoke to him. Nobody. Yeah, he was there. Everybody seen him, but said nobody was uh, uh, talked to him. But anyhow, wow. I was there, and you know, I, I'm, I'm very, how um, can say, uh, well, it's not uncontrolled or so, but enthusiastic. So I saw Michael. I said, Michael, and yeah. we had eye contact, which was very deep. So there was recognition between us. Oh, that was it. <laughs> then we yeah. took a turn. And he started eating and drinking and whatever. What? But that was my meeting with, with Michael. That you know, I I understand what you mean because when the the famous picture that I put up every now and then of of Michael and I on the street in the town of Woodstock. Yeah. Um, yeah. What happened was we were walking up the street and it was like nine in the morning or something, and he came walking out of the bakery with his you know his roll and his his coffee and. Um, and he saw me and he just looked and we had that moment of eye contact, which was just like you said, it was like really a deep yeah. moment. And so Intense. I knew normally I wouldn't have said anything, but he knew that I knew who he was, you know, and that was pretty obvious. So he was oh, just, with your eyes got wild and you said, yeah, oh they were God, like, Lang, oh my like deer in the headline. Like I just I literally was walking mm. up the street and I froze in my tracks. I was like, oh, my God. So. So I had no choice, but he was really sweet. Like he was really a yeah. nice guy. Johnny and Jack, I think you both met him, right? I've oh, met yeah. him a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. 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 Well, he... well the, the funny, funny thing was about this situation, but he was standing there. There was in, in between a meter, there was nobody. And there was this golden, golden circle around him. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like a movie. It was very strange, but around this, there was nobody, <laughs> and 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 that aura. Well, everybody said he was there, like uh, some kind of ghost appearance or so. But it was real, you know. But he's he's, he's a very special man. And same with Artie. Sometimes yeah. Artie's calling me and he said, "Hey, Harry, how's the weather in the Netherlands?" You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a cool guy. But anyhow, yeah. uh, we, we lost a dear uh, a dear friend, and uh, we lost yeah. so many. Uh, uh, also, Charlie, and, and the list is long. You oh, know, Charlie. I mentioned one, you should mention them all. And I think that the, the next uh, reunion, we must uh, do something very, very special. And uh, we have to also uh, have a call out to everybody from come join us now because we don't know uh, over a year who's still there, you know. And yep. everybody's still there. And we already lost so many. Let's celebrate, let's get together. Yeah. Smile on your brother. Hello world. Hello people. This is not the world we're dreaming of. Hello world. Hello people. 
had a dream uh, and and uh, sometimes you do dreams well i can't say most of the time but uh it's very special and and it's not about to talk about that now we have to uh talk about it in person you know uh with all respect to the the people who listen to yeah to the movie here yeah um, but um that's something we have to prepare and it must be like a complete surprise and um yeah i have you can say a golden idea yeah and and it's not my idea. I got it from universe. So it's all. Our, I hope it's going to be our idea. You know, not only me. It's from everybody. Yeah. It's for everybody, and it's also forever. So yeah. I think it's time. It's time. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I. You know, I really the the way. See, the thing with you is that you really believe in this. You know, in a way that that. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people do, but you you sort of embody that spirit that mm-hmm. Woodstock is supposed to be about. And, um, you know, it's so 
amazing what you do because you know in in your music you really do carry on that tradition you know yeah yeah well i told you in the beginning a little bit of my story that it started in london yeah and and i also um have encounters uh with all kind of people and and uh even well doesn't matter but anyhow my story is like that it's built up like this first is peace protesters it's all uh, all-time uh, uh, protest songs, uh, old-fashioned, I want to say, sure. old-fashioned protest songs, yeah, like they were, yeah, like, um, uh, whatever. Imagine was, uh, from John Lennon, was more uh, a higher stage of uh, of writing songs about the subject. Yeah. And then I got uh, to meet Michael Bowen. Then I got to meet Melanie. Was for, uh, Melanie was... Um, a musical thing also was a thing without words. Ah. Yeah, that, that's where we left off. That's when Scott joined in and we uh, derailed a little bit. Yep. Oh, but yeah, you were talking about meeting Melanie because we wanted to know how you got into how you got to Woodstock. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if that has to do anything with Melanie. I guess so. Uh, maybe Melanie told Gerald or whatever. But anyhow, um, uh, there was a, a man here in the neighborhood and he got uh, a very bad uh, car accident. He was in, in the army and he was uh, lying there for months in coma. Right. And on his ears, he had Melanie songs. So Melanie pulled him through and he survived. He still has uh, his handicaps, you know. Uh, his name is Tom. He's a very, very good friend. And um, he's also a good friend of Melanie. So by uh, I was playing, I think, on a Freedom Festival or somewhere that he came to me and we got connected. Then he told uh, me that he was he knew, he knew Melanie quite well. And then Melanie came to play uh, nearby here. And then what we did, I had an idea. I said, OK, listen, um, I don't know whose idea it was. Say it's the idea of the universe. So we discovered the next um, we should surprise Melanie by, and, and Bo, we, we talked first with Bo. If it was a good idea, we could do it, you know. And um, the thing was, Bo, Bo was completely involved. Yeah. And Bo, Bo said, it's marvelous idea. And I want you to join with a song on stage with us. Ooh, very yeah. nice. So, and then I did the Ruby Tuesday with them. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But after the break, what happening? Picture this. Melanie's getting on stage, yeah? Then suddenly, light goes out. Then there were thunders, rains. Oh, the power went out. No. Oh. We did it. Then, <laughs> all the people, they put lamps, candles in the rain. Man. There you go. Candles in the rain. Hey. Oh. I, I still can hear a scream. Oh, I want more thunders. I want more thunder. She was totally surprised. She was totally surprised. Yeah. That's oh, it's not amazing. Woodstock without rain and uh, mud. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's Melanie, almost like, you know, Melanie. Yeah, yeah, Melanie. Melanie has agreed to do this show. So the, the great singer, Melanie Safka, if that's how you pronounce her name, correct me if I'm wrong. Safka. Yep. Safka. She will be a future guest, we hope, on this show. So for the listeners, you don't want to miss that. Oh, absolutely not. But, but anyhow, you know, uh, she has um, uh, 
Ukraine, Ukraine roots. Did you know that? I no. didn't know. I don't think yeah. I ever knew that. Yeah. Yeah. She has. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So, well, yeah. there, you, you know, there you go. That's, you know, part of the, uh, the synergy between you guys. <laughs> well, everything is connected. <laughs> well, that, that is true. Now, Harry, who were some of the Woodstock artists that are the ones that played in 1969 that influenced you? Like you said, you were too young to have attended the festival. What were who were your favorites and who influenced you in your musical career? Hi, hi, Richie Haven. I, I but, once was asked uh, for a Woodstock performance because they everything is Woodstock, but they have no clue, you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I didn't know that too. That so so many years ago, and there was a Woodstock in somewhere near Rotterdam, and um, they asked <laughs> me to play um, uh, Richie Havens. Yeah, I did Freedom. Yeah. Yep, and I had a long coat on. <laughs> 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 but um, then, then I, I already. Uh, you know that there were some bands that were really drunk and stoned, and uh, that was horrible. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I'm always so it, it, it's if you want to do a good performance, if you want to bring the real the love to the people, yeah, you should not be drinking or or uh, taking drugs. You know, that's true. That's my opinion, and I was sober in uh, what I was doing. I did the opening of that uh, show, and then in between bands all the time. Mm -hmm. I did one song. It's not a proposal or for the next uh, reunion, but no, because sure. it's very hard working. But anyhow, I did it all the time. And sometimes because you do the song and um, that, that are bands, they are more they, they think they're more important than the guy who stays stands on stage because in the back they're rebuilding yeah. the stage mm -hmm. yeah, and they right. did not cover it. Right. So it was open. And then I was playing a song and one one guy was was tuning his guitar loud. Yeah. You know, ah oh, man. That, that's horror. Yeah. Oh, you mean out out where everybody could hear it? Yeah. Uh, during yeah. my performance, I was singing oh, something like uh whatever, yeah. writers, critics and journalists and ding ding. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah. That's yeah. rude I, too, you know. So yeah, I, I wouldn't him? suggest doing that when Pete Townsend's on stage. <laughs> even, even now, well, even well, now, now, now we we're talking about this. Is is the thing is also uh, when when a band comes on stage, you know, right preparation, take your time, yeah, a mm -hmm. good introduction, yeah, and also a good ending. Yeah. So and in between, yeah. it's for the bands, but uh, the space uh, to do a nice introduction, you tell a little bit to the to the audience hey blah 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 you know and to say hey that's that's uh jack that's jones and that's uh, uh introduction and it must be like a, a kind of natural thing so the people get tucked into sucked into uh, the performance of this band yes and then after band is is ready take a little time just uh remove things uh set the other band on and then take your time to make an introduction to the next uh, act yeah. i think that's more important than a longer set but that's only my opinion, you know. No, no, I I agree. I I think there's a there's a level of comfort. See, what I think happens in a in particularly in a place that's so high vibe or high energy, yeah. like like Yaskers. You know, people, especially if they've never played there before, are terrified to play yeah. there because yeah. because they don't know how to harness that energy. See, they're not. They're not like you, Harry, like you, you know how to lock that in, you know, no matter where you are in the world. But um, 
you know, there's a lot of people like the first time I played there and I'm as well versed in Woodstock as anybody, but, but I'd like to think, but, um, you know, I was very nerve wracking until we got a couple songs in and then people were very kind and very sweet to us. And then we just started to get the way that we normally are. We got a little looser and, and the performance was better, but, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it's very important, you know, to harness that energy that's in that area because it's there, you know, and it's, if you, if you can't get that energy together that it's going to come for you, you know, so it's going to overwhelm you, you know? Yeah. But isn't that performing in general? Um, it is, but I, I do think there's something different about Yazgers in particular, you know, like there's, there's a real, um, you know, people who are extremely sensitive to it to tell me all the time, you know, there's just something in the air there, you know, oh, it's yeah. in the ground, in the ground. Yeah. In the ground. In the ground. That's it's not in the air. It's in the ground. Yeah. In the ground. That's much better. It's horrible. <laughs> but it's also different from most performance spaces in that it's a um it's one of these prefab stages that looks like a flatbed truck and you're playing in yeah. the middle of a forest there's yeah, well, no lights not like a normal stage setup not during the day no not yeah, during but, the day right yeah but, but, that, that, but even you know so it's and you know you're so you're playing close to the ground yeah. you know with the people around you Mm-hmm. In the middle of the woods, so yeah, but it's there are not two like things. a uh, typical yeah. performance venue. No, but there are two things. Uh, at first, uh, you have you have to learn, and if you can pick it up at Jaskers, yeah, you can you can work it out for yourself. Yep, I picked it up at Jaskers. I picked it up at the concert for one in Finland. What I told you, yes. So yes. for me, it doesn't matter. And the only thing what I can do, it's easy to spread when I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm already there, you know. I'm, I don't have to do nothing because I'm already connected. And sure. people who, who does not have the connection have to make the connection first. But I have this connection, so wherever I stand, yeah, it's it's happening. Is that it's connection a, specific to the to certain people, or can no. anybody? No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. It's, um I think it's about uh, uh, leaving your ego out of the story. Make it open to you. And what I feel and what I felt, and I know it's there. Uh, it, it, um, I think the first time, I'm not sure. But anyhow, it feels like uh, when I'm playing, there is about a meter around full yep. energy. It's like a stream, you know, yes. like uh, a waterfall. And I, I don't know if it's going up or down, but it's pure energy that, uh, that attaches to my spine. Yeah. And I become one with the stream. And then it simply happens. I, I can remember that I can't not remember what I did on Yaskas Farm stage. Yes. Well, that that's what most performers talk about, and I don't want to make this whole podcast about performing. Mm. But most performers tell you that they put out energy into the crowd, and they get it back, and oh, everybody yeah. just becomes one. Yep. And that's what exactly. performing is all about. I was listening to um, Pete Townsend just re- Audible yes. in the United States has a yeah. words and music series. And the most so, recent one is with Pete Townsend. And I listened to it yesterday and yeah. he talked about that. 
But you know, how it's the, like the thing now, it, it's beautiful that you say this because we still can do this because we're talking about the spirit of Woodstock. So it sure. happened in 96, yeah, but it, it will happen again. So if the people want to come and attend and to be there, they're going to be part of it. They're going to mm-hmm. be the part of the spirit of Woodstock. Still now, you know, it doesn't matter. In 96, 70, uh, whatever. Yeah. It's all about the intention of what really happens. I, I, I don't want to talk about like, this, this other, uh, there was some mistakes. Uh, Michael did some some concerts, which were just commercial things. No, I'm talking about the real, what's happening at the reunion. Right. That's what I'm talking about. No, I, I know that. And you're talking about Woodstock 1969, not 96, right? 96, yeah. Cried out My God We killed them all We've ruined their lane I cannot understand My fuel was so small We were young We had no jobs They lured us to join They paid us well But they gave us hell a total discard of human life And the president will put a medal on your breast If he thinks you are the best But there are no stories in the press How it really was a mess And all the ones who did not return When will we ever learn is no video play No matter what they say Bring the boys back home Bring our boys back home Please bring them back Bring them back Bring our boys back They caught me in a trap Sitting in a wheelchair Oxygen on my lap For me no medal from the president He does not respect a soldier who has lost He only cares for his image He doesn't care who bites the dust And all the voices scream in my mind We'll never find peace of mind There's no such thing as a winnable war So where are you fighting for? Bring the boys back home Bring our boys back
Gerald, sure. but you haven't put you didn't play any of Michael's Woodstocks because 69 you were too young, but like yeah. 94 and 99 <laughs> you weren't there either. No, well, the thing is that, um, uh, the first time I, I uh, uh, went to America, it was in uh, uh, 2009, there was okay. a Woodstock uh, festival in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, then, mm-hmm. yeah, a Woodstock festival, in Oklahoma. I met Sheena Spirit. You know who she is? Yes. She was one of the background singers with Santana. Mm -hmm. She was. This this lady came in. She came in, man. Snow was melting. She is such a warm, loving person. It's amazing. And the other woman I met there um, is Ezra Mohawk. Oh, yeah. Yep, sure. Frank Sapa. Um, There you go. (laughs) Somewhere here is, yeah, I got somewhere my prank. here is a, a single. Uh, I, I wrote the song, Isn't Love Enough. But that's yes, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Amazing song, yeah. Or is it here? No, it's, no, it's not here. Uh, it's, it's there. I, but I won't stand because maybe I lose a connection. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I have one more little story, sure. which is very funny. Um, at the 50s, I was at Hector's Inn, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, uh, I de- didn't take a shower for four or five days. Um, mm. uh-huh. So there was a, a, a woman was doing the dishes and I had some shampoo and I said to her, can I take this, uh, this water to, to do a shower, a quick shower? And uh, she said, but it's cold. I said, it doesn't matter. It's wet, you know? Yeah. Anyhow, that was okay. So I went, uh, I think it's Larry, this guy from this building. Mm. But, was there in behind nobody could see me but when i go to shower i'm naked you know and yeah, sure. yeah nobody does a shower <laughs> you know, that's how most people me. shower yeah yeah somebody saw me uh, naked and that was a shock so they came to me and said oh you were naked blah 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 I said, i'm sorry this is woodstock you know <laughs> Yeah, haven't you ever seen the movie, guys? I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, oh, I, yeah. you know, we, you know, you see that every once in a while over at over at Yasgers in particular. They probably wouldn't yeah. allow it at Bethel Woods. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but Gerald don't want to have it. No, no nudity. She, she would it. prefer not to have nudity. No. Yeah, it doesn't but, stop certain people. You know, I've seen people around the the drum circle. You know, get get a little crazy yeah. but you got something for the drum circle this year don't I you we something. talked about yeah, that yeah, yeah. we have to talk about it yeah, yeah, yes yeah. yes yeah, and we be, will uh, yeah mm-hmm. hey the drum the drum circle is on a thursday yeah is it it is on the thursday yes all right yeah is so, thanksgiving is also on the thursday it is yeah yeah, yeah hippie oh. thanksgiving yep. yep so we're yeah i mean totally like um you know i'll go up there today i'll i'll mention um I'm actually going to head out shortly, but, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. send your love to, uh, to Gerald and Gerald, you will definitely do, get, yeah. 
You will get whatever place you want on the schedule, my friend. It's going to be all right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Harry, if you can't tell, guys, Harry is absolutely not about ego at all. So, you know, you know, most most people, most fans, if you tell them that will be like, well, then we want the headlining slot on Saturday. You know, Harry's not like that. So <laughs> listen, it's just to be there. And, and this one William Shakespeare said to be or not to be. Yep. That's yeah. the question. That is the question. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you been to the Woodstock reunions up there, Harriet? Uh, I, I was, yeah, I, I once was uh, uh, playing on on the on the, on Jaskas Farm, and I yep. did uh, uh, one performance at uh, last time at Hector's in the fifties, and then I promised Gerald to be back the fifty second, mm-hmm. but then we got this COVID thing going on, so yeah. that didn't yeah. happen. So. Yeah. Uh, I think you've been up there every year that we've been up there until COVID, right? Yeah. I think so. I just was two two times, and was uh, two times. Oh, I thought you were yeah. there more often than that. I, yeah, well, I was there. I was. Uh, I did froggy days, and uh, <sighs> I did visit uh, uh, Wood, the town of Woodstock. And when I'm in the town sure. of Woodstock, I always go to visit Gerald. Yep. Yeah, and I, oh, yeah. I I had the honor to stay a, a couple of nights in in, in in at the at the farm, in uh, especially when this uh, uh, froggy days. There's also very beautiful people there, and that's always this here. Yep. Yeah, and uh, uh, and green, you know. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, uh, when we went there, uh, Patricia was uh, driving me to battle, and then the power uh, went down. We got the hurricanes. It oh, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I And I said to Patrice, don't look in the mirror, drive. Yeah. And then we got on the phone, uh, alert, uh, alert, you know, seek shelter, there's hurricanes. And the, uh, the demonstration was, Phew. and and I think uh, Gerald was the only one who had power. The rest was powers off, like 16,000 people without power. And then we came to uh, the, the festival. And the, the question was, can we go on? Because I should play at, at, at uh, Hector's Inn on the Friday. Yep. But they had no power, so they didn't could not serve cold beers. Oh God! So, yeah, it was oh man. Yeah, so, then, nothing. Yeah, we went sure. to uh, to the festival uh, uh, area, and yep. then from everywhere, the people they came with with chainsaws and covers and, and cleaned the whole thing up. Ah, that was so amazing, and we had a great show. I was playing at two in the night then. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, that's interesting was, yeah i i have to uh take uh, uh to thank uh Jero one more time for that because she was driving up and down because the area was uh wet and there yep. was not a proper uh place to sleep and i don't care about that but when i have to do a performance i have to be fit yeah sure so uh, and she saved that because i could stay at the farm Yep. And the last night, Patrice took me back from the spot in the middle of the night. And I remember we went back to uh, the farm and Patrice was falling asleep before the open fire. It, uh, uh, she was so tired. Uh, well, I can imagine after all that. We were up in uh, the town of Woodstock when those when the tornadoes came. Yeah. And yeah, it just but I live in Connecticut it was next state over and it just yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like it just the destruction was, com- yeah, was some ridiculous. Was uh, horrible. Horrible. Yeah, you don't you don't get that up there in in Niederland, do you? 
No, 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 not yet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> climate change, one. you never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but anyhow, uh, about a town of Woodstock, um, it was so beautiful. You know, uh, the center, there's always people around there. Yep. So I was there, and um, I wanted to play my song, Star Child. Yeah, sure. I wanted to play it on the on the square. Yep. But you can play it when there's a lot of people. It's not appropriate, but you know. People do, so, though. They do it anyway. Yeah, no, but for me, it was like uh, I wanted to be connected to the town, you know? Yeah, again. sure. And uh, it's like when I feel the border, when I go and, and I, I cross, so to say, the border, I can feel this energy from the town of Woodstock. It's enormous. Yeah. It's so great. So, and I did this performance. There was only a, a couple from Peru or so. They yep. were on the couch there. And I said, okay, I just want to play. But normally there's a lot of people there. Nobody was there. So I could do this all alone. Yeah, sure. Standing there with my nice clothes on. And I did, there is some movie. I don't know where it was. Uh, I say it's on Facebook or whatever. And I could do Star Child in a pure uh, to connect because this song is so very special. Woodstock yeah. is mentioned. Melanie is mentioned in the song. <laughs> yep. So, uh, and, and, and always when, when, when I'm there, yeah, uh, we always go to Maria for the coffee. Ah, ah yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and sure we always thing. We do too. Father John's, his church. I've yes. met Father John several times. Oh, yeah, no. Father John's yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then we go to the monastery. Yep. Oh, you you actually go up there? Yeah, of course. Oh, see, I've um, never been up there. Oh, you should go. It's 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 marvelous. And um, uh, one time we were there, we were uh, Patricia and me were coming there, and the monks were, were like teaching some some uh, tourists. And, and, and said, oh, come join. Okay, we sit there. And um, uh, there was talking about blah, 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 blah. And then I was talking about the aura. Yes. The, the, the Dutch, they have an orange aura, they say. Yes. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't see it in the mirror. But <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> uh, one of the monks didn't understand what I meant. So she or she came back after 50 minutes with a whole boil. Of oranges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. They oh, that was up a big on laugh. It. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> oh, boy. So, right. so we've been talking a lot about your music, Harry. What got yeah. you into music in the first place? Um, well, uh, I, I first started to write uh, some, some lyrics uh, and after my, my daddy died. So my, 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 my yeah. daddy uh, passed away. Then I started writing, uh, and it was in Dutch, in, in uh, uh, dialect. Mm -hmm. so, and um, yeah, well, well, when, I was, when I was pretty young, like four or five uh, years, uh, we had a band, you know, with a couple of boxes as drums. Sure. And we had made an own guitar without strings. Mm -hmm. So the, the guitar was playing, and I was the singer of the band. It's called the Rotsbols. Oh, yeah, really? What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You should. You yeah. can use it. Just, if there's a band sure. that's listening, take that name, you know? It's no problem. It's free. Oh, I might. <laughs> <laughs> the famous Rotsbolts. Yeah. I've but, heard crazier names. The tablature is kind of a lame sort of name, but it was the That's best fine. we could do in that moment. <laughs> what is it? Sixpence the richer or whatever? Sixpence none the richer. None yeah. the richer. Yeah, I should have known that. 
Yeah, I, I think when you want to have a band name, you should uh, choose a very long one because all yeah. good names are already forgiven, you know? So you do something like... Uh, uh, yeah, but a really long name won't fit on the marquee. <laughs> uh, well, that's their problem. Then they yeah, use exactly. Use the small, smaller letters. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you well, should do like a. Some band, I mean, some bands they call themselves. I mean, the bare naked ladies call themselves that because they wanted to attract people. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, no, and other okay. people have put themselves free beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did that one night. It worked. <laughs> it worked very well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know this this these woodcutters, huh? They have always they say uh, three beers, three beers, yeah, <laughs> or four beers, <laughs> four beers, <laughs> five beers. <laughs> yeah, now we used to do like, something like a, a crazy Harry and the Falls Alls or so, or uh, oh, that's the great, and the, and, the, and the branches of green. The hey, that's a nice one. I like that one. Yeah, the branches yeah. of green. Oh, yeah. It's all free. I say, hey, Mr. President, why don't you understand? We don't want your crazy war. And why are you so angry then? A quarrel with your wife or a restless night. Don't you realize the power you have? You gotta be so strong The whole world depends on you War is so wrong Didn't you learn from 9-11? You've been struck from behind People who are so desperate They lose their mind Does it really matter when a man dies? If he's a Palestinian or a Jew It's a bloody shame, Mr. President They've got children too We gotta live together We gotta live in peace There is just one world We've got just one world We don't want this war We don't want this war Americans think they're better Committing the same crimes Oh America How you will cry When your first soldiers die 
It's time for a change In a world that's out of range We must be brothers All over the world We gotta live together We gotta live in peace There is just one world We've got just one world We don't want this war We don't want this war Love to all the people Brotherhood of man It's not so far away It's not so far away Let us share our world Let us share And that's our show. Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast, was produced and edited by Scott Parker. Your hosts were Jack Lekensky, Johnny Hudson, Aaron Shear, Jim Shelley, and Scott Parker. Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast is not associated in any way with Woodstock Ventures or any of its entities. Come and check us out on our Facebook page. The group is called Keep the Dream Flowing where we keep you updated on various things that we're doing and give you a heads up when there's a new episode coming. So check that out. On behalf of all of us here at Keep the Dream Flowing, this is Scott Parker saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.